Hello, hello, and welcome back to Mindfully Rich Podcast, your weekly look at life and finances with a twist where we talk about improving your overall relationship with money and building better financial habits. On each episode, I'll discuss real life situations and give y'all practical advice. The point of this podcast is to help you stay in your financial lane so you won't end up broke. I'm the creator and host, Gina Richie Richardson. Now, let's jump into today's conversation. It's Black History Month, y'all. And I know you hear something in my voice. I've been hoarse. I've been really hoarse. And I had to wait until I got better in order to bring you this episode. Like literally this weekend, I was the whisperer. I was whispering like this. (laughs) But now I'm just really raspy. But y'all don't know how so... Wait, I'm talking too fast. Y'all don't know how pumped I am. To be back with another series. To those of y'all that are new, welcome, 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 especially for this Black History Month series. I've been getting a lot of people who have been reaching out. They can't wait to hear what's going to happen. Excuse me. Y'all going to hear a lot of that throughout this episode. They've been waiting to hear what's going to happen one of these episodes to hear the information that's going to be shared because y'all I have been doing research 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 just to make sure that I made this series impactful and I can't wait until next month so I can look at the numbers and see how y'all liked everything but thank y'all so much of course gotta always start with gratitude thank y'all for listening without y'all being my rich gang I would not have a podcast I would not have an audience and you know what none of this stuff would even be so I got to say thank you thank you thank you continue listening continue sharing y'all are doing something right because there are new people popping up every single day so for those of y'all this show First episode, welcome. Glad to have you here. And we got a lot to talk about. And so I do something here on the podcast called our Let's Talk About Money segment. So I've already said that for Black History Month, I have a new series. The name of the series is Building Wealth and Financial Health in the Black Community. And the reason why I'm doing this is Excuse me, y'all. The reason why I'm doing this series is because I want to talk about the systematic barriers that have prevented black people from obtaining wealth. And there are quite a few. okay. and a lot of people may not be aware of those things. And I wanted to make sure that as a black woman and as a black woman in the financial space, I want to do my job in making sure that I am putting this information out there. This can be impactful. People are listening from everywhere. We all got to be the change that we want to see. And so I'm super excited to get into the different financial health and wealth practices that we can do here in the black community, the systematic reforms that we need to close the wealth gap amongst black Americans, and then also get into some allyship that's going to be needed in order to make these changes. Now, this is not going to happen over one episode, y'all. I am scheduled for four episodes, okay? Now, I know what y'all saying. For those of y'all that didn't been here, you know, I'm going to call y'all the cousins, okay? For those of y'all that have been in the rich gang a long time, y'all the cousins, okay? Don't doubt me, okay? <laughs> Four episodes. This is the thing. Two are already, what is it called, recorded? Yeah, two are already recorded. And so the other two are still being worked on because we still at the beginning of February, okay? Don't be rushing me. <laughs> 
Just know you're going to get these episodes and I promise, I promise you're going to love them. Please make sure you share these things far and wide because there's going to be a lot of great information that needs to be shared in here. And so we're going to go ahead and jump into our topic for today. And our topic is, you know what? Let me start with what I named the episode. The name of the episode is Black Wealth the Black Wall Street episode. And so I want to start with Black wealth and I want to start with just wealth in general and how we build wealth because I believe that wealth has become like a, not a trigger word, but it's been like one of those, what is the word called? See, that's the thing when I'm just sitting here doing it by myself and I don't have like an audience to talk to. Dang, it's like one of those buzzwords. That's what it's called. Wealth has become a buzzword. And so I want us to start off talking about how do we build wealth, right? Well, first you got to make money, right? You have to have some type of reliable source for you to make money, whether that is earned income that you do working for somebody or working for yourself. That income can also be passive income that you generate. I talk about passive income here on the podcast quite a bit when I discuss multiple streams of income. And that can be a hobby that you have or something else that you're doing where you are creating a passive source of income that's not your main income source, right? Then you have to save money, right? You got to make money in order for you to save money. And although saving money is not going to be the lone thing that you're going to do in order to create wealth, saving money is going to help you with accumulating wealth because when you're saving money, you are building monies up so that you can make it investable. You can invest in those things that you want to do. So whether you're investing in, excuse me, I told y'all, It's going to be happening all throughout the episode. Whether you are investing in, let's say you're investing money into a business, you're investing money into, say, an investment like a real estate property or a stock, a bond, any of those things. Those are investments that you can make that can generate you some future money. Right. But you got to have the money in order to invest money. And I know people make investments seems like you do this today, rich tomorrow. That is not how it work. Okay, that's not how it work. And lots of people have to make sure that they have some reliable money. You have to be making money in order to save money, in order to invest money so that you can start building wealth. All right. And I want to make sure that we're talking about those wealth builders again, because I just went through what investments are. But some wealth builders for you could be investing in real estate. Lots of people are investing in real estate. I don't want to say right at this moment, but a lot of people have invested in real estate so that they can accumulate wealth. It may not be generating all of the monies that they're having right now, but look at what investments are. You are generating future income for yourself, right? And real estate can be a good investment. You got to make sure that you are being advised properly, right? Some people jump into doing stuff and they're not advised properly. Lots of people right now, I'm going to say in real estate investments, have Airbnb. Now, they don't always have to be the same because I hear, because I don't know, that's why I'm going to say I hear that you can have Airbnbs without actually owning a property. There are some people who buy properties just to make them Airbnbs and to rent them out and do all sorts of things. So real estate can be a good wealth builder. You also have businesses. You can invest in businesses. Right now, at this moment, I have Shark Tank on, which is one of my favorite shows. I sit here 
here. I watch the show. I love it. I love to see how these sharks, if you haven't watched it, you just gonna have to go see it, but freaking love it. Um, they invest in people's businesses. Like they take on equity shares in a business or they receive, they give money to business owners and they receive either equity or they receive royalty deals from them, right? That's another way that you can build wealth because once again, you are generating future income, right? Then you also have another wealth builder being stocks and bonds. I'm not in the stock and bond business. People make money from them. I don't know how they do it. I'm not a stock girl. I am not a bond girl. I would recommend that you get with people or you follow people on the social medias, social medias, <laughs> As I'm becoming an elder, I want to act like one and say things incorrectly just to piss people off, okay? But I recommend that you follow people on the social medias that you trust, that talk about stocks and bonds, and or do your own research yourself so that you can figure out how you could generate future money from stocks and bonds. But I wanted to just give you an overview of what wealth is, how you accumulate it, and some wealth Builders. Now, with all that said, black people should be able to make money, save money, then invest their money in the wealth builders that I've mentioned, right? So that they can build wealth. It should just be easy, right? It's not. Because for centuries, y'all, centuries, I ain't talking about a couple of years. We're talking about centuries of systematic discrimination that has despaired our black community from being able to build wealth. And participate in the same wealth building that our white counterparts are able to participate in, right? And our disparities, they start at birth. I don't know if y'all know this, but black women are three to four times more likely to die during pregnancy than white women are. Okay, so they taking us out in the beginning. That's number one. All right. So that's something that's even going on in the hospitals. Then next, black households are two and a half times more likely to experience food insecurity than white households. Next stat, you also have black undergraduates who owe at least seven thousand dollars more in student loan debt than our white counterparts. Another stat, black families have one-tenth of the median net wealth that white families have, right? And then another disparity that I want y'all to think about is the racial biases that occur in the hiring practices that are continuously widening the black and white wealth disparity, right? Because if I can't get hired, I can't make money. We just talked about how we build wealth. If I can't get a good job, you know what? Forget a good job. If I can't get hired, okay, how am I going to make money so I can save money so that I can invest money, right? If I can't make money and I don't have enough money saved or I don't get enough grants to go to school, then I got to get loans. How am I going to make enough money to pay these loans back, right? How am I going to get my household to not have food insecurity if I can't make money? So I'm just trying to give you some examples so you can see how all these stats, they work together. So I can't talk about black wealth without talking to you about one of the most prominent black communities in U.S. history called Black Wall Street. 
So in Tulsa, Oklahoma, the Greenwood District was known as Black Wall Street. And in 1921, there was a race riot that started there. And it, was, it ended up being the massacre of over 300 black Americans. And they said that it injured over 800 people. Now, I find that hard to believe because the town itself, they said, was between 90,000 to 100,000 people. That's just what they were able to record. But they also said that in that race riot, that there were over 35 city blocks that went up in flame. Do y'all hear what I'm saying? And it was a race riot. All right. So when people be talking about, oh, no, this th these things are real and stuff happened. Look at our history. And talking about history is the way that we prevent this stuff from happening now. The way that we get educated so we understand what happened so that we could do something about our today. Now, in talking about Black Wall Street, what was the problem with these black folks having money? Right. What was the problem with it? So from my research, I read that many of the whites, they believed that they were members of a divinely ordered superior race. So to break it down, to see black folks having money, to see how wealthy the people were, was just eating their ass up. All right. So what they said was at that time, and we got to remember that this was the 20s. There were three blacks in Oklahoma that were worth a million dollars each. And that's a lot of time. That's a lot of money. In the 20s, there was also a man named J.W. who was worth five hundred thousand dollars. There were many men and women who were worth one hundred and fifty thousand, one hundred thousand, fifty thousand and twenty five thousand dollars. Right. That's a lot of money back in the day. Right. And you have to remember, they had a whole district of wealthy black people. So the race riot was due to them rationalizing that they needed to make sure that they put the black people back in their place by taking everything from them, burning down their district, burning down and displacing all of these black folks. Because remember, they burned down 35 blocks. They killed tons of black people. They injured a whole bunch of black people, y'all. And this was all because of the jealousy of them seeing these black people have money. Ain't bothering nobody. They in their own district. They in their own town in what was called their black neighborhood, right? Because we all know what the black neighborhood is. They ain't bothering nobody over there, but it was just pissing the folks off, right? And so because where Black Wall Street was geographically located, Tulsa stood to benefit from it burning down. Because now they could just buy up all the land. And when they did buy up all the land, they didn't play them black folks nothing. The people who were remaining, they bought their land for little to nothing. We all have seen this before. We all know about gentrification. We all know how it happens. So just to see and hear how this happened back in 1921 to Black Wall Street, to this prominent black neighborhood that was wealthy as hell, as it seems that they would do that, right? So why am I telling you this, right? The events in our history, they always need to be remembered, right? Because a lot of black folks don't know what black wealth even looks like or even knew that it was even possible. So to read about back in 1921, that there's a whole district in Tulsa, Oklahoma, right? Of all places, Tulsa, Oklahoma, that's called Black Wall Street, where these black folks were thriving on their own in their own community. And they had all this money. I even heard, and I don't have the exact facts, 
that there were, I believe it was only two airports and there were at least six black people that had their own plane. Just to see how good these black folks were doing and then to see the jealousy of our white counterparts to take that all away from them just because they felt that they were superior, this story must be told. It must be repeated. And we have to make sure that we are understanding these stories so we don't let history repeat itself. So the disparities in black wealth that are happening now, they started so long ago. That's the reason why in this episode, I wanted to make sure that I told you about a barrier for blacks maintaining their black wealth. They had obtained it, but they couldn't maintain it just because of the jealousy that was happening. We can't let that happen now. We have to make sure that we understand these stories. We understand what's happening in history so that we can be the change makers that we want to see. Now us, me as a black woman, our black community, we can't do it on our own. So allyship, of course, is going to be important to this. That's something we're going to talk about coming up soon. But I want you to get the main basis of me telling the story and letting you know that this is going to have to be a collective effort. Because black people can't obtain it because we see it happen with Black Wall Street. But it's the maintaining it, right? It's the systematic disparities that are still happening that are preventing us from getting there. So even if we do have those, those black people who are able to obtain the wealth, we want to make sure that they maintain it. All right? All right, y'all. This was good. I felt like I turned into a preacher for a second. <laughs> Hopefully y'all have enjoyed learning about this. And if you go to the show notes, I'll have some links. So that way you can read up on stats, Black Wall Street, all of the things that were discussed in this episode. And so child, that is it. Y'all know I don't like to keep y'all here too, too long. We still got three more episodes to go. They're going to be good. So y'all make sure y'all bring it on back. Bring it on back here and try to make sure I'm not missing anything. Um, don't forget to check my website out. I am mindfullyrich.com. Y'all know I am in business. So check your girl out for all of the services that I offer. Workshops are my thing right now. So I am booking workshops. If you would like to get some reliable, some relatable, what's another good R word? <laughs> Realistic <laughs> financial wellness, financial health and wellness information in workshop form i would love to do that for y'all so go on here check me out on my website and that's it y'all i'm starting to ramble so y'all live life mindfully intentionally and on purpose and until next time when i hit y'all with another one <laughs>